Hi, Ashley. Hey, Olivia. Welcome to Drunk of the Book Club. A podcast for lonely drunk bookcasters. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> yay. I say yay after every time we cheers. I know. I like it, though. We're enthusiastic. I'm excited to drink and talk about books with you. Me too. What are you drinking? A uh, glass of cheap Malbec. Ooh. It's not red blend this time? Not red blend. No. <laughs> I'm drinking a gin and tonic. That you got me gin, or you got me the gin. Oh, good. That sentence didn't make sense. I'm drinking a gin and tonic with the gin that you got me. There we go. That makes more sense. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. Does it taste good? It's so good. This is my favorite gin. Good. It's St. George Spirits Terroir. St. George Spirits, ready to sponsor us? Please. <laughs> this is how we seek sponsors. We just kind of talk about it. <laughs> Hey, it's free advertisement to start. True, true. Make a pay for it. We will talk about St. George all the time. It's true. <laughs> we will. Um, so do you want to do the summary? Sure. Time? Yeah. So um, this time we read Real Artists Have Day Jobs and Other Awesome Things They Don't Teach You in School by Sarah Benincasa. I hope I'm saying her last name right. Um, and... I would describe it as kind of like, like not, maybe sort of like an advice, sort of advice and a little bit of memoir and a little bit of essay, but they're not like long essays. I really don't know how to describe like what its genre is, but it's nonfiction. Um, So I can say that much. (laughs) And in it, uh, Sarah Benincasa, who is, like, a comedian and writer and sounds like activist and person who just generally is, like, progressive and cares about mental health issues, um, talks about, like, so much stuff. Um, It really runs the gamut. It's, I kind of felt like it was a little bit of, like, um, a train of thought, like, slash a little bit of. I, mean, I've no, I haven't heard her stand-up, but maybe, like, some sort of stand-up sort of conversations. But yeah. it really runs the gamut. Like, it's called Real Artists Have Day Jobs, and that's the first chapter. But, like, that's definitely not all that it's about. And she goes into things like uh, feminism, and she talks about some stories from her own life, and she talks about other social issues, and... You know, some of it is, like, reflective on lessons that she's learned, and some of it is, like, enthusiastic advice, and some of it is just, like, funny, and, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, add, add what I've missed. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think you covered it. I've had a few people ask me about this book, because I've been reading it mm-hmm. just out and about, and I've tried to just explain it as, yeah a collection of short essays Mm -hmm. about various aspects of her life. Yeah. Um, She really does cover a lot. Yeah. I think you hit pretty much most of it. (laughs) Um, I had told you when I saw you this weekend that Mm -hmm. it reminded me loosely of Yes, Please. Yeah. And then you read into it and realize that she totally loves Amy Poehler. I know, that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. It definitely follows that style. When did this book come out, do you know? I think it's pretty recently. She talks about some stuff that... I actually didn't look, let me see. I, I have the Kindle version, so I, like, can't find it. <laughs> I don't know if it's even... Listening. When was it? 2016. Oh, okay, so last year. year. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, and I just noticed that Patton Oswalt um, has the blurb on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I have to admit that, like, for a long time I was like, his stand-up is not funny, and I really didn't like him. And I was, like, pretty adamant about it. Yeah. I don't think I listened to that much of his stuff. I don't know, like, what era I listened to. Also, like, I don't listen to that much stand-up. It's, like 
my knowledge is like super choppy about like comedians. But I felt really strongly like I didn't like him. And then I like learned more about him and he's like a really fantastic dude. And then I heard about his like wife's death, which is like yeah. heartbreaking and horrible. And he's like I realized he's like such an activist and I don't know if I've like gone back and listened to a lot of his stand up, so I'm not sure if I like still would be into his stand up, but I really, really respect and like him as a person. Like the more that I've learned about him, I really, really like him and I regret being like book pen as well before. Like I don't really know why I took a stand oh, on that. Came up with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird yeah. thing to take a stand on. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know much about him at all. I heard about his wife's death. Mm-hmm. Um and like seen him on some sitcoms occasionally. Yeah. But like, I've been into watching stand-up on Netflix, mm-hmm. and he has a few specials, and I just keep not clicking on them, because I'm like, oh, it's just another white man. <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. Watch this. Um, but, yeah, I know nothing about him, so maybe I should read up, too. Like, his tweets are pretty great, and I saw his intro at the Screen Actors Guild Awards from, like, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and he was really funny. Really? So I do feel like I need to write what may be wrong of me just, like, sort of brushing him aside, and maybe I should go back and watch his stand-up, too. Yeah. Well, that can be on our list of things to do. True. <laughs> stand-up routines. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry. That's, like, a sidebar. No. It's good. I'm glad <laughs> to hear about it. Now I'm inspired. <laughs> um, so... Do you mind if I dive in, or do you want to talk about your first thoughts? Um, Go for it, for sure. While reading this, I, like, kept reflecting on Mills. Mm. Um, Like, for example, there's one section where she talks about, I think it's towards the end, um, how women often phrase things as, like, uh, it might be, or I don't know, but... Mm -hmm. Something about just asking for... Oh, just ask for what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that reminded me of freshman year at Mills. Mm -hmm. Slash woman year. Um, Fresh person. Fresh person year. And uh, Kim McGowan Mm -hmm. teaching us that. And just how how that totally changed my life and made me more aware of how to phrase questions. Yeah. Um, but also in the very beginning, she talks about how women typically can't take compliments. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and I feel like that is not common in my life here in the Bay Area. Mm. And then I was trying to figure out if I wonder if that's related to Mills. But mm-hmm. someone compliments me, I, I take it. But even just women outside of Mills College, I give compl- compliments pretty freely. Right. And I rarely get reactions from people that are like, oh, thanks, it's weird, you know, with, like, any sort of qualifier. Uh And I tried it out yesterday, too, and women were just taking the compliments, and I think that that's really cool. That is super cool. Uh And so, yeah, that part was interesting and made me think a lot. Um, Do you know? But I think that in Southern California, it's different. Okay. I'm trying to look for that section or, like, what page that is. It's pretty... Is it the radical overconfidence section? No. Different um, section. I, okay, so my thoughts about that were... Um, oh, wait, no. Take the compliment. Just found it. Chapter 17. Um, yeah, my thoughts about that were that the whole, like, oh, thank you, bud, or, like, oh, no, you're wrong. I also feel like I don't necessarily hear hear that super often in everyday yeah. life. I I feel like I do often hear, and, my, and I do often do myself accept it and say thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, you know, working with, with kids... That section where she oh. talks about trying to praise kids for something that they do yeah. rather than, like, who who they are. Or, you know, trying to – so she talks about saying to the little girl, like, you just used a really big word. That's super impressive. Uh, where'd you learn that word? Instead of being like, oh, you're so smart. And that's yeah. something that I 
I try to be super mindful of um, in terms of using like language of a growth mindset with students rather than uh, using language of a fixed mindset. So praising students for their attempt and praising yeah. students and raising sort of awareness about the the growth as opposed to talking about like, oh, that's a really smart thing to say. Right. And so that was the part that really jumped out to me. And I think also being around teens who are still figuring out, well, we're all, but, you know, especially at that age, still figuring out identity and trying to figure out like how to, to embody confidence. I feel like I definitely see teenagers act a little bit wary when they hear compliments. And then also I think, and it made me think about kids who are wary to freely give compliments as well. Like it might be seen as being too enthusiastic or it might be seen as like weird for some reason. And I think some of, I see some of that in adult life too. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, that section was really interesting because I think like you, I don't necessarily hear people sort of do the mean girls thing where they like brush off a compliment or a compliment super often. But I definitely feel like I hear people compliment one another and I do it myself on like fixed aspects that are not necessarily one's like choice to change. Like, and, and that maybe are more superficial than, than, I would like to, when I actually reflect and think about it, focus on when complimenting people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that's true, and that's something that's harder to do as an adult, I think. Um, I really appreciated that part as well, when she was talking about how to compliment children, and I think that's really important um, to not compliment kids for something super superficial. Um but yeah, it is harder to do as an adult because I think that it's easier for it to come off as condescending. Right. Um, when you're like trying to explain why you're complimenting them. Yeah. Um, but it is an interesting idea and I wonder what that would do if we did try and compliment each other for, I don't know, just the same way that we interact with kids with that. But with that being said... I think that's also really important just to, like, give nice compliments out. Totally. Because, like, walking down the street and having someone say, uh, you know, like, oh, I love your shoes. Yeah. Going to make my day better, you know. Totally, totally. Today, some woman was, like, asking for directions, and then she was like, you have beautiful eyes. And I was like, oh, thanks. (laughs) You know, like, little things like that, they do really make you feel better. Yeah. Positive, like, acknowledgement and just, like, putting out niceness in the world. Right, right. But I wonder if there is a way to mix the two. Well, I think, like, depending on, obviously, like, with a stranger, it's harder. But with somebody you know, I think it's definitely, like, rather than, I mean, if you're in the midst of a conversation, like, you can compliment somebody on their point of view, I think, or um, acknowledge and appreciate, like, something that they have done. Um, Yeah. Uh, our mutual friend, Bonnie, friend of the podcast, sent me, like, a really, really, like, just, like, the sweetest text for my birthday, and she was just, it was, she was being super complimentary, like, woohoo, which is super sweet, but in a, in a, in a genuine way, I think that oftentimes when I compliment, uh, friends or acquaintances or family, I tend to be, like, more generic, not on purpose, but just being like, I love you. You're wonderful. And right. like, she was really specific in, in her like birthday text. That was, I don't know. It just, I read it and I like literally teared up a little bit and I know it was super, it was super sweet. And I feel like being really specific about why you appreciate a friend or a family member or an, an acquaintance, I think that is like a way to kind of give a genuine compliment that is is it gets to something deeper, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh, that's so sweet. I know. And then I was like, why do you live so far away? No. Hate her. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but as you started talking about that, actually, I feel like we do that at least a little bit, just even in this podcast mm-hmm. where we, 
each will have ideas or interpretations that the other hasn't thought of before Mm -hmm. and recognizing and pointing that out. And that is, I guess, a good form of that sort of compliment. Yeah, I think so. So it is possible. It's true. Um, But in general, I think to speak to the point that you were saying before, like just more compliments are is good. I think the more kindness and appreciation that one puts out there, the better. Yeah, totally. I think it's really important. And I don't know if that's like, because I've been now in the retail world for so long and people think it's necessary to compliment people. Mm -hmm. Like it's my job to say like, Oh, that looks good. Right. I feel like giving out very specific compliments makes you also kind of as you were just saying and I guess I'm just adding it like in a superficial way makes Mm -hmm. you more genuine Mm -hmm. right um and so I love pointing out like little things to people and while yeah typically mine are more superficial like I think it's important to be specific and compliment each other well it's clothing I mean you're sell you are selling clothing so it's like it's not superficial it's like that's what they're asking for feedback on right would you lie to somebody? Have you lied to somebody? Yeah. Never. <laughs> um, that's also why I think it'd be hard for me to join any other retail world because we're very much an environment where if you don't look good on it, I'm not going to send you home in it. Right. Like, no way. Yeah. Not trying to force a sale so that, I don't know, you can look like a fool. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's try this instead or today's not your day. Yeah. Yeah, something else later. Yeah. Uh, well, like, this is, like, side, this is sidebar to our compliment, but to speaking to what you're saying, like, I think that's super, like, that's good to know that yeah. your response would be, like, here's a different thing to maybe try, like, which yeah. keeps it super posy and helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I am so quick when I go shopping to, like, be like, no, I don't need help, thanks, bye. Like, I'm going to go do stuff on my own. And I think I need to be more open to, like, this... this, They're here to, like, help me find something. Totally. Accepting the help. um, Because I think I'm just so used to kind of, like, okay, I have this one thing I'm looking for. Or, like, I'm just looking at sales. And then I'm like, oh, I can handle this on my own. But, like, I definitely... I think I should... Like you're saying, I should accept the help because that's yeah. what they're there for to like help me find something good right and like especially in a store like that like they're trained in all of the products that they carry mm-hmm. to know what's going to work mm-hmm. yeah I mean I'm the same way typically when I walk in the store I want you to greet me so that I know where you are if I have questions yeah but then I want you to leave me alone yeah but there are times like that like I haven't I've tried to buy a fancy dress since like what I graduated college yeah so I was like, I don't even know where to start with this. Like, yeah. someone tell me what's going to fit my body and look good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was helpful. Anyways. <laughs> what else is happening in this book? Um. So, actually, when I was on the Ricky Dog Walk with Michael, I was talking about this book. I was like, you should read it. Like... Yeah. Um, what I was telling him was you should read one of our books and then you can be a guest on our podcast. But ah, yes, I was describing some of the things that stood out to me. Um, and one thing that really did was at the very or near the end uh, when she was talking about how she was transphobic and oh yeah, like through a lot of this, you know, she she doesn't preach except for in a few sections about like she mentions intersectional feminism um and she talks like pretty pretty regularly about um about like some social issues like it's clear that she is progressive it's clear that she cares about like social justice etc um but when she talked about that section where she what did she say? Well, into my 20s, I still had one remaining prejudice of note, transphobia, um, and talks about how she was shitty. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I'm i not, like, going to give somebody, like, a round of applause for being shitty, obviously. But yeah. 
I did think that it was refreshing that she acknowledged it and she didn't present herself as like, I came into this world fully formed as like a decent person, but like acknowledged and explained how she acknowledged that she was transphobic and explained what she learned and how she realized that was shitty. And I was like, that is, I, I don't know. I just found it refreshing. Yeah. I agree, actually. During that section, I think, like, you know, I think we can all acknowledge in ourselves, like, areas where it's like, oh, I need to improve in this area, or, like, I need to become better educated with this subject. Um, But to hear someone actually talk about it Mm -hmm. and recognize that this is not specific to one person, like, this is something that we're all working on to become good humans. Yeah. Um, And just, yeah, acknowledging it. And laying it out so clearly, like, okay, you figured it out, now what are you going to do so that you're not a terrible person? Like, what are you going to, how are you going to grow? Yeah. You know? And I thought that was really important. There was another interesting time, which I still haven't quite figured out how I feel about it, Mm -hmm. in the section where she talks about getting slapped in the face. Oh, by, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She Uh, talks about abuse a little bit. Yeah, and she... I think it was in the many reasons why she was trying to justify it was mm-hmm. when she slapped a guy who made a, a fat joke about her. Mm. I think it was, like, her partner at the time or something. Okay. And recognizing, like, okay, yeah, I did a bad thing, too, so I'm not, like, an angel. But then also recognizing that and still feeling pain and fear from your situation. I don't know. I'm still kind of, like trying to figure out how I feel about that section. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. I'm looking know. for it. Okay, abuse is fucking complicated. Yeah. That's it, right? I mean, I guess the title, you know, lays it all out there for you. It's complicated, so. Yeah. Makes sense, and I'm, like, confused. I, but, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I guess I'm just kind of rambling now, because I'm confused by the whole section. So, explain, sorry, if you don't mind, one more time, like, what, I guess what you're thinking. she's having all these thoughts about why she should or should not talk about this, why she should or not, should or should not um, simplify it, you know, should or should not blame the guy, mm-hmm. and then, like, casually mentions the th- part about she's also slapped a partner. Oh, and that that kind of quickly gets mentioned. It's important, but also I just can't figure out how the two, how I feel about the two separate situations mm-hmm. in this one chapter. And okay. like I said, like it's it's complicated, or like she says, it's complicated. So right, it makes sense. It's confusing. I just thought it was. I don't know. How do you justify that? How do you? How do you? deal with one form of abuse having mm-hmm. also done something semi-similar not quite the same but mm-hmm. semi I don't know for some reason that section just like really stuck with me interesting okay I think what stuck with me because I frankly I didn't even remember that I didn't even remember that she said that she slapped somebody also mm. so that's interesting that that for some reason didn't um that didn't ring or that didn't sort of highlight itself to me. The thing that I kind of was focused on in that section was um, when she talks about, she lists like the reasons that she stayed um, with him and was talking about how, um, where does it go? Where does it? Oh, um, when she's talking about like, the fourth one. It was raining really hard, and I told myself it would be really hard to get a cab in that weather. Um, and she's like, this is obviously a bullshit excuse, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I just, I found that super real. Mm-hmm. The idea that, depending on situations that people are in, but for her, it was like, she's looking back and she's like, this is a stupid excuse. But at the time, it seemed, like, perfectly justified. And thinking about um, people in all sorts of situations and all the reasons that they stay, you know, a, a lot of times the conversation, 
that I totally don't agree with, but you hear is like, oh, how could somebody allow themselves to be abused? How could somebody allow something like that to happen? You know, people claim like they would never let that happen to them, but you know, that's frankly, it's just ludicrous and so unfeeling. Um, but then in that moment, she kind of, she kind of highlights that like, sometimes it's, when people allow themselves to be in those situations, the reasons might feel quotidian. Like, those, the reasons might feel small, but ultimately, those reasons all add up. And so she lists yeah. her reasons, and it's, and it's like an amalgamation of, of reasons. And actually, that sort of reminds me about that section we were just talking about um, with when she was talking about transphobia. Yeah. And... There's a quote that she said in there. Let me see if I can find it. Um, It's something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, She says, It's hard to look into another person's eyes and hear their honest story and still fear them or hate them or see them as less than you. Um, And it's something that, like, even before this, I've been thinking a lot about just, like, our current political climate and the world as it is um, and how a lot of we have a lot of polarization. We have a lot of people who like cannot put themselves in another person's shoes. And that's part of the reasons that, you know, things are the way they are. And so many people's rights are being, you know, stolen from them. And so many people are in such just pretty horrific situations. And I fear that it's only going to get worse, but I've been thinking a lot about how important it is for people to hear real stories and get to know real people because I think that a lot of us are really divided and we live in bubbles, you know, we, we live in like a lot of us live in echo chambers and we really hear the only the same experiences again and again and again. And, um, as she brings up, it's like really hard to like view somebody as other when you actually know them and it's really hard to make these broad generalizations when you actually know somebody and I don't know that just made a connection it, I, I just saw a connection there with the whole like you know how could people quote unquote allow themselves to be abused which is ridiculous it's really hard to say that if you really hear a person's actual story and right. how all of the reasons build up, all of the reasons that they are in a situation um, build together to allow for them to, you know, they, they have to make a decision ultimately. And whether or not you agree with it, it's their life. And it's hard to brush it aside, aside if you actually hear one's experience. So I know yeah, that's not what cool. you're speaking to, but like that was something that I was thinking about when she mentioned that. Yeah, no, that actually helped me kind of work through it a little bit. And I think part of my hesitation here is this section, I mean, reminded me of Jack also. Mm -hmm. And then hearing someone who was abused say that they have also done something similar Mm -hmm. and then, like, creating a larger deal of one situation just felt so confusing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, wondering you know, like, how does that work out, and how can, how can someone who, I mean, I guess she technically slapped her partner first, and then this happened, but, like, I just don't understand how the two can go together, Mm -hmm. um, and then also, I I guess it just makes me sad, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, yeah, it just, it was very interesting to hear that someone who was in one situation could also be in the reverse situation. Right. Um, cause that's just something that I haven't really thought about or I guess not so specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just like really stuck with me. Yeah. But yeah, hearing kind of everything that you were saying kind of helped me just work through it. I feel like the way I just described it is probably exactly how I described it earlier, but like, <laughs> in my head it makes more sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Well, that's the really interesting thing about this book is that there are, like, sections that are silly and kind of fluffy, like, you should wear weird hats. Um, <laughs> and then there are sections that are, like, really kind of intense um, yeah. and thought-provoking and serious. And I don't know about you, but I kind of I enjoyed the, the sort of back and forth. I thought, yeah. for the most part, it was pretty balanced and... 
um, it kept me, it, I definitely felt, felt like this was a page turner. Like there yeah. were a few times as I was reading through, I was like, okay, looking at the clock, like I need to get to bed or like, I need to get going or, you know, I had yeah. something I had to get ready for. And I just wanted to read one more chapter and they're so short that super short, yeah. I felt like, oh, I can just, I can just get this next chapter. To, oh, I can just do this one. And then pretty soon I was like, no, I have to put down the book. Like I need to stop. Yeah, yeah totally. Or even like I would be on BART and be like oh, yeah, like, I need to get through this, you know, I got to read, and then I would go to, like, put it away, and be like, oh, my gosh, I just read, like, 40 pages on this 10-minute <laughs> commute, you know, whatever it is, and just yeah. like, wait, how did I, how did I get through so much, and it didn't feel like it. Yeah. It feel, like, it wasn't, I don't know, sometimes it can be tiring, as much as I love reading, it can also be super tiring. Yeah. Um, and Especially it just didn't deadline. feel like that. Yeah. But, I said, especially with the deadline. <laughs> yeah, totally. It, like, adds pressure. I don't do well with deadlines. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was super quick. And I think it was necessary to have the lighthearted parts because, like, that part, the part where she talks about a miscarriage, mm-hmm. where she talks about you can fire your family, which yeah. I thought was such a great phrase. Yeah. Um, but, like, those sections were really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if there weren't those, like, lighthearted moments in there, it would have ended with me, like, bawling on the couch right. or something, you know? It was yes. just, like, really heavy. Um, I agree. I just remembered, speaking of funny parts, there was a couple parts that I made little faces next to. <laughs> um, shoot, let me find it. Um, one is the section. Okay, so it has to be, oh, the dork, Okay here or she's talking about do you say TARDIS TARDIS oh I think it's a TARDIS I I'm not a Doctor Who or what is the word I'm not a Doctor Who fan I've never actually seen it me neither Whovians yeah Whovians which sounds Uh, like the who's of Whoville to me yeah yeah. (laughs) um but where she says which stands for time and relative dimension in space Mm -hmm. I wrote Oh, like there. So I never knew what they were talking about or like what that word meant. And so, like in that section where she's talking about the power of being a dork, but then also takes the time to break it down and explain uh-huh. people who don't understand. I was like, oh, thank God someone's sitting here and like telling me what this is because I, know. I never even thought to like look it up. Yeah, but I was like, oh, cool. I know. I like don't know anything about it but I really did enjoy that section (laughs) I was just looking through my highlighted sections on the kindle because you know like it has a list of like highlighted stuff um and the section that made me laugh was in the the section about teeth like yeah which again is like lighthearted. it seems like you know it's a good break um and she talks about her friend who hadn't been to the dentist in like 15 years yeah. And, like, goes to this dentist because she's nervous, and it turns out to be perfect for her because she's so n- yeah. nervous. And she talks about how this friend had no cavities. Like, she, her teeth were, like, totally good. And she was like, what did she say? I get a cavity if I look at a cupcake. That da- that gal didn't go to the dentist for 15 fucking years, and she was fine. Sigh. But seriously, fuck her. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I feel like there were these great moments with um, the author's voice that I kind of, at points, felt like I was just, like, having a conversation with a friend. Yeah, totally. Yeah, she did that really well. Also, that section inspired me to suck it up and go to the dentist. <laughs> I really need to go. And I'm going to be just like this situation because I'm sure you're going to go and you're going to have no cavities. <laughs> and then me, who I, like, fucking floss. I brush religiously. I've been yeah. catching up and going to the dentist. I have, like, a thousand goddamn cavities. Like, <laughs> my teeth are going to fall out probably soon. <laughs> I'm terrified that's the case. No, dude, you're going to be like this woman. They're going to be like, your teeth are beautiful. You you must, like, brush and floss three times a day. I'll be like, yeah, totally. <laughs> I go through, like, really good. It'll be, like, two months, and I floss morning and night, and then I'll lose it for, like, five. Yeah. And go back, like, two months straight. Like, I'm doing it. I'm good. Um, the, so, obviously, as we typically do, I made a couple notes in the beginning and then just totally stopped. <laughs> last note I made was where she's talking about how she like they 
she's going through all that stuff because she goes to the bathroom a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, after that, one empties one's bladder, and then parentheses says, sometimes, as in my case, one is asked to piss on the table rather than use the toilet. Yeah. Um, and I had surgery on my bladder when I was two, and that's my only memory oh. from is needing to go to the bathroom and the doctor or nurse or someone saying, you're going to have to go right here on the table. <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, what a strange sentence to have a relationship. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, girl, I feel you. Like, that's so funny. So difficult. I mean, granted, she was, like, 20-something, right? <laughs> Two, but still, it was a stressful moment. <laughs> oh, my God, that's fantastic. Yeah. Also, that section, like, was making me cringe so much. Yes. Oh, having a camera shoved up your urethra? Horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. So horrible. Ugh. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Like, I can't <laughs> stop cringing right now. <laughs> I'm, um, like, looking through my highlighted sections, and um, some of them, like, I just feel like I'm just kind of looking, and some of them are funny, and some of them are, like, emotional. And some of them are, like, energizing. And some of them are, like, cringy. And I feel like yeah. she just runs the gamut in this book. Like, yeah. I feel like we have all of the emotions covered. Yeah, totally. And she does it in a very, um, like, stream of consciousness way, too, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't really, even though each section was very different, like, I never felt like okay, here's the end of the happy chapter. Now I'm going to the sad chapter. You know, it was, like, very seamless and easy transitions from one feeling to the next. Yeah. The only time that I felt like things sort of felt, like, choppy was at the end. Yeah. There were some really, really short sections. And I think because they were at the end... To me, it sort of felt like, okay, here's a thought, here's a thought, here's a thought, here's a thought. Let's just try to get it all in there, which I'm pretty – I'm going to probably guess that this stuff wasn't written in the order that it's eventually placed in. But right. just because you have so many really, really short chapters that are connected but not, like, fully, fully connected all the time at the very end, that was the only part where I was like, this feels choppy to me a I actually – yeah, I forgot about that, but I felt the same way, where I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay, oh, okay, oh, yeah, Like, what? Because, <laughs> like, yeah, while most of her sections are short, there are a couple, like, one or two page sections throughout, but mm-hmm. have, like, three pages, two pages, one page, one page, one page. It was like, yeah. oh, okay, wow. Yeah. Great. It felt less balanced there at the end, a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, and I also was trying to figure out if that last section, look in the mirror and say I love you. Mm-hmm. If that was necessary, mm-hmm. because she mentions it in the beginning about how that's part of her daily routine. Right. And I noted it and I appreciated it mm-hmm. and I thought about it throughout the rest of this book. Because mm-hmm. she made a big deal of that in the beginning. Yeah. And I get that this is kind of like her goodbye, but it felt. That was the one section that felt, like, needlessly redundant to me. I see, yeah. I can definitely see that. It seems like almost it was, like, there needed to be, like, some ending. Yeah. That was, like, here's a here's a takeaway or, like, here's a, a gem. Here's, like, a, I don't know, here's a, a piece of advice to take with you on your road. Right. Mm-hmm. And I felt like because it was a just kind of a it seemed like a seamless collection of essays about her life and ideas and thoughts like to then be like and then here's the conclusion yeah was like a little silly yeah it sort of just ended with i mean this yeah even with always celebrate rainbows oh, yeah section right before like mm-hmm. that's fine i think this too shall pass also gives off a similar feeling that right say I love you or whatever look in the mirror and say I love you does yeah yeah. so I just felt like once I read that section I was like hmm seemed like force yeah it was kind of like a meh yeah ending but that was the only time where I was really just like oh that was weird 
I finished it today and I was on like it was lunchtime and I ran out to get a cup of coffee and as I was waiting for my coffee to like drip I was reading and I got to the end of that and I turned the page and I thought there was gonna be more <laughs> and it was yeah. over and I was like oh okay well I guess I'll read the acknowledgments now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah totally it was interesting and like yeah I don't know whatever it was still good yeah I yeah overall I think that it was super enjoyable and like I totally enjoyed her voice and I really liked the balance of serious and more lighthearted topics and like I liked the mix of like feminism and humor and um you know just everything seemed pretty well balanced Except yeah. for, for me, at the end, it kind of just felt like, boom, 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 bah, done. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But, yeah. I agree. But overall, I, like- I, super, I really liked it. I definitely would say, like, read this book. I kind of wish yeah. I would have gotten a hard copy instead of the Kindle version so I could, like, pass it on to somebody. Oh, Yeah. I like to though. I wanna I do wanna go back and read some of her other stuff. Oh thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that I thought the same thing. I wanna read her other books. I wanna see some of her stand up. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm now interested to see like who this woman is and Me too. what the rest of her life is all about. I know. I'm like I've never even heard of her. Right. And I know. She's like she knows a lot of like people who are you know cool people I guess (laughs) yeah well and like she casually mentions a few things like there was a TV show Mm -hmm. like based on her life or something yeah is that based on the Agora Fabulous book she wrote yeah okay I was like I've never heard of that like what has it come out maybe it hasn't come out since this is so recent oh that's a good point (laughs) I'm not sure though I haven't looked it up yeah I haven't looked her up at all since Hmm. reading this Hmm. Oh, in the la- the little blurb in the back is Jim Gaffigan. Oh. Uh-huh. Sarah captures the chaos, horror, and joy of a life pursuit of creativity. Oh, wait. Look, I have Jim Gaffigan's book, Dad is Fat. Oh, nice. I got it from a little free library. I have to be honest. Okay. I am, like, not 100% into it. Oh, no. I mean, he's funny, but this yeah. is, like, literally, it's, like, it makes sense. The title is Dad is Fat. It's all about, like, being a dad and family life. Mm. And I kind of, like, I, if you look, I got to, like, the middle part. Oh, yeah. Like, exactly almost. And I sort yeah. of felt like, okay, so we're sort of, I'm, I'm done with this topic. Like, we're, oh, I just felt like it was a little bit, like, one note. Yeah. That's too bad. But you're welcome you- to borrow it. Thank you. I probably will. Yeah. Oops. What happened? Just, just drop some stuff. We're all good. Oh. We're good. Cool. Good, good. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really interested to see who this woman is. I think she has some really interesting ideas and thoughts. I liked the section on marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kids. Um, you know, I just feel like a lot of her theory or a lot of her ideas I felt similarly to. Totally. So. I felt like this book, I don't know, like it's at a, when we're talking about like books coming at a good time. Yeah. This came at a good time for me too. Yeah. Electro yeah. and executive board. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I will say there are parts where like, I'm so busy. I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not like being the healthiest person right now. So, like, reading sections where she's like, take time for yourself. I was kind of like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was definitely getting defensive, especially, like, the sleep section. And here, like, I'm yawning a couple times. Yeah. And, like, I have, like, her voice in the back of my head. Like, it's like, don't yawn in important meetings. Get eight to nine hours of sleep. Like, Shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not always possible. Yeah, totally. I um, feel like um, her, an animal section, I was just like, oh. Want to yeah. safer, love you. Oh. Dogs are crazy. Puppies are crazier. Seriously. <laughs> I want a puppy. Oh my gosh. Or anything. Yeah. 
Oh, the fancy club at the airport. That was like an illuminating section. I was like, good to know. Very good to know. Someone else was talking about that. Oh, no, it was just a new girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They buy a day pass to like the first class. Dude, now I'm like way into that. I didn't know that was a thing. Should have done that when we were going, when I went with my family to um, Kauai during Christmas because we were stuck in LAX for like a very long time. Really? Yeah. If only, if only we had known day passes for all. Well, now as I'm looking for like flights for this trip to the South, there are some, like some of the cheaper tickets, it's like a 10 hour process to get there because you're laid over for, you know, six hours. And now I'm like, hmm, if I can get first class, get some free cliff bars. Yeah. Get some free tea. Yeah. That bad. Seriously. We'll see. It'd be worth it. Work on my resume. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And eat some cliff bars. Yep. Couldn't be that bad. No, sounds good. Yeah. No, that was a good section too. Just like ask she did a lot of like ask for what you want, get what you deserve. You know, we all deserve fair treatment and kindness and a nice break. Yeah, which is, like, obviously a very privileged point of view, but I think she definitely acknowledges that. Yeah. So I appreciate that she, like, calls attention to that. Totally, and I think that she does it, like, the perfect amount throughout the book where she keeps referencing back, saying, like, I recognize that I come from privilege. I am a white woman that's well off mm-hmm. that had support from her family. Yeah. And that, um, Oh, go ahead. No, but, like, she reminds us of that, but still stresses, like, despite that, she truly believes that every human, like, deserves these treatments, and I just thought it was nice. Yeah. And I really like that she has, like, an education background and decided teaching wasn't for her, but then, like, yeah. still advocates for kids and... Yeah. Like, in that section where she talks about going to that high school and then the kid at the end who was like, does it really get better? And I was just yeah. like, oh. And I think it's really awesome that um, she does take that privilege and she is not, like, she has, a, she has a platform and she is trying to, like, advocate. And I think that is important. And I appreciate yeah. that. Totally. I think she does a really good job at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought about you during that section. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh. And I, I also, she mentioned something about, like, thinking she had to get an MFA and a professor saying, like, you need to live a little. And I was like, yeah. hey, that makes me feel, that, like, harkens back to Mills, Mills combos and whatnot. Yeah. Which is cool. Oh, oh Mills. Oh, Mills. Oh, my. Um, cool. Any other thoughts on her book? No, I mean, I just, ultimately, I enjoyed it. I felt like I was having a good conversation with friends. Like, that was, it was enjoyable. I totally agree. Um, yeah, it was a quick read. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Made me laugh, made me cry, you uh, know. Everything. All the good things. All the emotions. Yeah. The motions of the emotions. And thank you to, oh shoot, who recommended it? Alberto? Alberto, thank you. Thank you, Alberto. Cool dude. Good suggestions. We love you, Alberto. Yeah, we love you. Thank you, Alberto. Like, really good suggestion. Seriously. Totally enjoyed this one. Definitely will pass it on to others. Yes, we couldn't have done it without you. It's true. In fact, yeah, we, like, I never had heard of this woman. I know. I'm so excited to learn more about her. I totally agree. That's awesome. Yeah. So, next time, uh, we'll be discussing, uh, Asada Shakur's autobiography, (laughs) which is, I think it's just called Asada and Autobiography. Uh, here, hold on, I have it right here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Sada and autobiography. There you go. Yay. 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 So, uh, send suggestions our way. Yes. Um, always open to suggestions. Yes. 
always want to know about new people like we just learned from the lovely Alberto, our new BFF. Our new BFF. <laughs> Love Alberto. <laughs> um, where can people find us? They can find us on Instagram at Drunk of the Book, mm-hmm. on Twitter at Drunk of the Book, at our website at drunkofthebook.com, on Stitcher, Stitching. on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Is that it? You can also email us if you have a burning question. Yes. Or suggestion. Don't want to give suggestions elsewhere. We'll take them via email. Yeah. I always forget one form. Yeah. There's always too many. Also, if you would be so kind as to leave us a review, that would be super cool. We have a review from a mystery person. Yes. I love books. I love books was left us a really nice review called us wonderful, brilliant, and hilarious. So, new best friend, if you're somebody that we know, reveal yourself to us, please, so that we can shower you with love. Yes. Literally so happy. If you're not somebody we personally know, you can still reveal yourself to us, and we will still shower you with love. It's true. We will. We are very loving people. We are. We we super are. (laughs) Um... Yay. Yay. Yay too much. I'm too excited. Season two feels good. What? I said season two feels good. Season two feels really good. We're off to such a good start. I know. All these, so good. Such good books. Yeah. I'm so excited. And to have like the first four that were just like so easily planned out. Boom, boom, boom. Yay. Reading. I love books. I love Let's get reading! <laughs> nice. Oh, God. Jeez, should, I'm just going to make like a thousand tracks, and it's going to be our voices repeated like a bunch of times. 